Hello there, and welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. In this podcast, we are real about how life is hard, and we find God's goodness in the midst of the mess. And today, I'm your host, Rachel Miller, and it is a beautiful day outside. I don't know if it's the same for you where you're at today, but um, I live in northern Indiana, close to Chicago, and it's been so cold recently. It's been in the single digits or below that. And there have been icicles taller than me hanging off of buildings and the snow piles from the plow trucks pushing it to the side of the parking lots. Those piles are taller than all of the cars. And recently it's gotten warm, so warm that uh, people have gotten their their flip flops and their shorts out. And um, it's like 40 degrees. So that's a big heat wave up here. You know, it's you know, it's hitting warm when people get those shorts and flip flops out. So I hope that you're enjoying the sunshine if they have sunshine there and um, it's a beautiful day outside. Today we're on episode six of the wind series, When You Feel Inadequate. And we have one episode left of the wind series. This series is based in Isaiah 43, where it talks about when you go through the fire, when you pass through the rivers, God promises that he will be with us. He promises not that life will be easy. He, He says, you know, when you go through those hard things, but he says, I will be with you. And so we know that we can rest in his promises, even when life around us, the situations are rough and hard. And today's hardship that we're talking about is when you feel inadequate. Most of us have that feeling where it can come from. Maybe you've been rejected. Maybe you have a broken marriage. Maybe someone cheated on you. Maybe you didn't get that promotion um, or that position that you were hoping for. Maybe you're not getting the grades at school that you want to. Maybe your friendships aren't working out the way that you want. There's so many different ways where we feel like we don't measure up. And then we have this voice in our head that says, I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. I'm incompetent. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough power. All these things, I'm not measuring up. And I'm wondering, how do we, how do we measure what good enough is? Most of us have that feeling of, I'm not good enough. But how do we determine if you are good enough? Is it in your career once you reach a certain career goal? Is it in your marriage if your marriage is successful enough? Is it in your kids? Is it in your friendships and your in your popularity on social media? Where does that good enough come from? And I'm going to tell you it comes from God. God lays down the law of do this or don't do that. And um, he did that in the Old Testament. You know, he gave the Israelites a bunch of law in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, about how he wanted them to live to be a set-apart people um, and to be holy. But what we do as human beings is we think, oh, I know better than God. He says to do this, but I'm not going to do that. He says don't do that, but I'm definitely going to do that because we think we know better than God. Um, But when we do that and we don't obey the law, it shows that we are not good enough. Um, And so back in the Old Testament days, what they had to do before they could be in God's presence Because God came and he dwelt among them in the tabernacle and the temple uh, behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies. And for people to even enter in the tabernacle and the tent um, of meeting, they had to be clean um, and pure. And so because of their sin and not following God's law, they had to make sacrifices and, um, and that blood would cover over their sins. It would make atonement for them. And so that's how the Israelites knew they weren't good enough is by... They didn't measure up to the law that God put in place. And so to make up for that, they had to sacrifice an animal and that blood 
covered and made atonement for what they did not do or what they did that they shouldn't have done. And Jesus came and he changed everything because he came and he brought the holiness to us. Instead of us having to be clean before we came to God, Jesus came and became holiness for us. He became righteousness for us so that we could be the righteousness of God. And when he came, he actually tore the curtain when he died on the cross. He breathed his last and the curtain tore from top to bottom so that the Holy of Holies was accessible. It used to only be accessible to the high priest once a year, but now it became accessible to all people because Jesus came and lived a perfectly holy life and then became the sacrifice and his blood covered us. And how could he do that? How could one person do that and change everything? Well, we know that he was good enough. Like we are not good enough because we don't measure up to the law that God gave us. But Jesus is good enough. He is sufficient. And that in itself is crazy, right? God gives us these what we should and shouldn't do. God said, do this, and Jesus did it. And he said, don't do that, and Jesus did not do it. God told Jesus to die on the cross for a bunch of people who may not even believe in him or might not accept him or love him, even though he poured out his blood for us. Um, and Jesus said, not as I will, but your will be done. So we know that he was good enough. He was the sacrifice that actually covers over all our sins. So we don't have to keep making animal sacrifices all the time. Praise the Lord for that. Um, and so if you're a believer and you've accepted Christ, then you are 100% covered by his blood. We are not good enough. Like that is the truth. That's a hard truth, but you are not good enough. There's absolutely nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to achieve being good enough. Once you have slipped up on the law, you have broken the law and you are no longer good enough. That's just the hard fact. God tells us his expectations and if you don't match it, then you're not good enough. You're not holy, you're not pure. And so we need Jesus' sacrifice to cover over us because his blood actually covers us 100%. And that's sometimes hard for us to accept. We want to still, so we still have this inkling in us that we want to be able to do it, right? But it's Jesus 100%. It's not 75%. Jesus covering us with his blood and like 25%, you know, us making sure that we go to church and say the right things and do the right things. It's not even like 90% Jesus, 10% us. It's 100% Jesus because he is good enough and we are not. So when we have that feeling of inadequacy, which is hard, right? It hits you and you're like, oh my gosh, I am not good enough. And what we contend to do sometimes, even as believers, we want to create fig leaves. Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden and they had the first sin, which after that, there's been billions and billions of sin, right? And I think if any of us would have been in Adam and Eve's place, we would have chosen that same thing. But when Adam and Eve sinned, they felt shame. They knew they were naked and they decided to cover themselves and sew fig leaves together so they could be covered. And I think we still do that. We feel the sin and the shame and then we try to figure out things that we can do to cover it up. And it might not be, you know, animal sacrifices like it was in the Old Testament, but we find other things that could be good enough. Maybe if I make sure I go to church every week, maybe if I make sure that my marriage is secure, if I make sure that my kids are following the way that they should, if I say that right thing, if I do that, if I make sure that I'm humble enough or I get that promotion, if I make enough money, those things, I could just sew them together and I can cover up that feeling that I'm not good enough. And maybe that'll suffice. No, it won't. It's a lie. That's not going to cover you. When Adam and Eve covered themselves with the fig leaves, God still saw them. He came, he said, where are you? He already knew. 
He knew. He knew that they sinned, but he asked, where are you? Is he doing that to you right now as you're sewing your fig leaves together and you're covering yourself? Is he asking you, where are you? Because he just wants us to come to him. Those fig leaves that we sew together, those good things, those achievements, the things that we want to have as trophies in our houses and plaques on our walls, those things, righteous acts, our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Those things that we are so proud of, they're like filthy rags. It's by grace you have been saved, not by works so that no one can boast. We can't cover ourselves. Instead, when we have that feeling of inadequacy, because feelings are a gift, God gave us feelings, and they are a good gauge, they're not a good guide. So when we have those feelings, instead of going to trying to cover ourselves, we can use that feeling to guide us and go to God with that feeling. And we can tell him straight up, I'm not good enough, and I need you. That's what he wants us to do. In Isaiah 6, so this was still in the Old Testament, um, Isaiah finds himself in the temple and he says, woe is me for I'm ruined because I have a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And this angel basically comes over to him with a glowing coal and touches his mouth with it. And he says, now that it's touched your lips, your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. And that was like a huge deal in the Old Testament because in the Old Testament, you had to become clean before you could go to God. And this is kind of a picture of what Jesus was for us because instead of Isaiah becoming clean before he came to God, he came in, he said, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. He knew he was unclean and he shouldn't be there in God's presence if he was unclean. But the coal came over and it was kind of like the symbol of holiness cleansing him. And it says, now let us touch your lips. Your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. And that's what Jesus does for us. When we come to him, we can come to him and be so honest about us not being good enough. He wants us to be repentant and tell him, you know what? I didn't measure up in this way and I'm so sorry. And he comes to us because he is holy, right? Jesus came and changed everything because he brought holiness to us, just as that happened to Isaiah. And also in Isaiah, God tells us, come now, let us reason together. Though your sin is like scarlet, it shall be white as snow. Though it is red as crimson, it will be white as wool. And Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. We can't come to him through just being a good church attendee. We can't come to him by having a solid marriage. We can't come to him by having a great job and prosperity and success. Those things can be good things on their own when they come from the overflow of gratefulness for his grace and mercy and out of the overflow of our thankfulness that he is enough. We are not enough. All of those things are like filthy rags. They are not going to cover us. But Jesus covers us 100% and we can be grateful for him being good enough and being that sacrifice for us. And from that gratefulness, that can flow out into bringing joy to our work, loving people well, and serving. I love using colors to kind of represent different things. And so when I think about this, I think of sin being like the color black because it's darkness. God is light and darkness is being away from the light. And so sin in my mind is like the color black. And then the color green is kind of like the fig leaves that we like to try to use to cover ourselves, you know? And I think green can also represent things like prosperity, making enough money, or even things like growth, you know, your growth in 
your maturity and in your relationships and your growth in your career. Like all those things kind of are represented to me by the color green. And that green is not going to cover the black. The fig leaves didn't cover Adam and Eve. Your righteous acts are like filthy rags. That's not going to cover you. What covers us is the red. Jesus' blood. No longer the blood of animals from the Old Testament. Jesus is the sacrifice that covers us for all eternity, 100%. And because of his blood, we are able to be white. God can see us pure and clean and spotless. White as snow, white as wool. And then from our thankfulness, we can grow and we can have some of that green, not the fig leaves trying to cover ourselves, but growth, true growth of thankfulness. And that's where we can grow in spiritual maturity and bringing joy to our work and loving and serving others well. So I just want to ask you today, how do you deal with not feeling good enough? Are you using that as a gauge to, okay, I need to go to God? Or are you using it as a guide When you feel inadequate, are you trying to make sure that you cover yourself by doing the right thing? Or maybe it's not even something that's good on its own. Maybe it's something that's not good. Maybe you're just trying to numb out that feeling or distract yourself or just try to feel good to avoid that you know that you're not good enough on your own. It's a really hard truth, but when you have that feeling, we can go to God and we can admit that I am really not good enough. I'm struggling. Even if you're a believer and you believe in God for a long time, we can still struggle with that feeling that I'm not good enough and we want to try to cover ourselves even though we know, you know, Jesus has you covered 100% and we can rest in that, that he is the only way. So thank you for joining me today for episode six of the Wind series, When You Feel Inadequate. Please join me next week for episode seven. It'll be our last episode in the series when you feel stuck. And I'm also starting a new project, Word of the Year. So if you or someone you know has a Word of the Year for 2021 that you can really see God's hand in, I would love for you to message me. Tell me more about it. Um, I'd love to collaborate with you with this project. You can send me a message on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Have a blessed week.